Hello and welcome to Shattered Dice and Broken Pants. I am Eric Person. I am the DM, uh, the GM, the DM, whatever you want to call it, of this podcast. And this is Eric from the future, the one who has already recorded several episodes, who has listened through them again and realized that we have definitely gotten better at recording since those episodes. But I also realized that it's that you listeners might not understand completely the characters and their motives and stuff. So I wanted to throw in an extra episode where you will be able to hear the characters' backstories and understand them a bit more. So without further ado, I'm not going to stand here talking. Let's throw straight into it and we're going to start with... Hi, my name is Robin, uh, 25 year old, and um, if it matters to you, my zodiac sign is a Cancer. And yeah, let's go for a little bit of backstory about Lucius. So Lucius of Silvalar was born to a mother of the demigod Vera race and a human father. He was raised in secrecy in the Vera-controlled house of Silvalar in the country of Deladia, to the west of where we start. The young Asimar took on the trials of his faith once he reached maturity age, so that he may become a true Vera, and he and his family could finally leave all the secrecy and deception behind. However, the trials took a turn for the worse when Lucius had a moment of genius stupidity. The entire house was affected by the outcome. As for Lucius, he was given a harsh curse that would take the joy out of his life until the moment he proved himself worthy to the head of his religion. Having left behind his homeland about two years ago, and with now a worryingly light purse, he's enlisted himself in the Black Shield's mercenary guild. Firstly, as a way to refill his empty purse. Secondly, to hopefully find some useful information and connections, but mostly so to find his path to redemption. Hello, uh, my name is Felix. I work as a bartender for a living, and I am playing Burin Grums. Burin is in strife. This is noticeable on not only by the way he dresses in rough leathers and animal hides, but in his eyes you can see the burdens he bears. He tries to hide it behind laughter and mischievous behavior, but look past that and his past begins to show. Draped in a cloak made of owlbear pelts and a battle-worn leather armor, Burin really fits into the burly old veteran uh, category. Uh, he enjoys the smoking of weeds, drinking of strong kales, and the company of nature. Augmented by, an, by ancient blood magic, uh, Burin was forever changed by a ritual in an attempt to imitate the powers of divinity. The ritual left a sliver of radiant energy and the ability to track undead fae and fiendish entities. But the presence of them gnawing on his mind like a starved scavenger almost drove Burin insane over time. Burin persevered only by the means of alcohol, tobacco, and the sheer force of will. Banished and marked as Mari from his home, Burin was thrown out into the wild. Forced to wander the plains, Burin found work in using his gift and his augmentations gave him to vanquish entities of undeath fey and fiend for coin, both to soothe his mind but also to make a modest living. Sometimes, when times were rough, he also sought work in the hunting and slaying of beast or man, who had a particular steep bounty. Ever chaotic, Burin followed the ebb and flow of the world around him, following wherever the times took him. Pity is always still true to the tides of change and learned to accept its unpredictable whims. 
In his wandering, Burin found, the vill- in, found a village in ruin. Uh, mutilated townsfolk tossed around like ragdolls. The few survivors he found seem to have lost their sanity out of fear. Burin have yet to meet a single person sane enough who have actually seen the entity responsible for these heinous scenes. Most survivors only heard her, the horrific act happen when the, while they hid. These folk told tales of her horrific, unnatural, cackling echo, uh, the laughter amongst the screams. The leads he found pointed him in the direction of Marla, a trading city further into the mainland. On his way, he heard about a mercenary company called the Black Shield. Maybe they could provide him with the answers he sought. Hi, my name is Daniel. I'm 30 years old, and uh, I'm a chef by living. And I play Kai Amara, the water genasi. And I'll be reading a little bit as if we were reading out of a journal. Um, I'm a genasi. They say I'm a freak of nature. Ever since I was born, people treated me like I was special. And most also told me I was. I never really understood until much later in my life what I really was. An experiment. Someone that coven witches experimented their magics on treated me like some... I don't even know. I don't have the words. I always knew that something was off. And through just my own curiosity, I found that I wasn't made... uh, I guess the way anyone else is made with a proper mother and father. I was created through a magical ceremonies and ritual that goes on in what's called a mother tree, a tree with untold magical properties. I remember my mother told me that these trees are really very protected and sought after by magic users and it's seeds only blooming every 100 years or so, were carefully cared for and highly protected. And so so I lived here for, for a long while and secluded from the rest of the world in a kingdom that hated magic users. They were hunted down and forced to fight for, for the royal armies. Where I lived, we were secure in our corner of forest. I'm not there anymore. It was... I remember a particular night now that I think I've just pushed away as a traumatic memory. But the Coven High Witches performed a ritual to allow another one like myself to come into this world. The night of the occurrence, I was told to stay away inside my room. Something had gone wrong, my mother told me, as she hurried away out the door and... Not long after, a boom and fiery flames rose to the sky, and I think I could smell... It's a, it's a vivid memory of what you would know as sulfur, I suppose. It, I imagine it smelled like the pits of hell, if I ever knew. My mother, she gave me uh, one of these seed pods from the mother tree. She told me to run into the outside world. I, I know none of its customs, and I s- guess I still don't, but... Here I am, training to find out if Hina and Mother is alive, but who do I even begin to ask, and where do I begin to look? I guess the so-called Black Shields will be a good start.
My name is Carl or Kalle, and uh, I am playing Nökor in this campaign, a barbarian dwarf. Nökor doesn't like to talk about his past. But most people know that there are only two reasons a dwarf from the hill clans would live outside the hold. Either they were banished, or they ran away from the lot they were assigned at birth. His name would suggest the former rather than the latter. Those who know the dwarven language doubt that his full name, Nökor Davi Berden, is actually his real name, considering it translates roughly into dead man walking in the common tongue. Regardless of the details, he has travelled from place to place for many years, until he now finds himself the employee of the mercenary guild The Black Shield searching for something that he is loath to talk about. And that was the last one. Thank you, and we will see you in the next episode, which is called Glug's Tavern, episode one. <laughs>